0: The World Economic Forum defines the fourth industrial revolution as a new era of technology and industry and a trinity of disruptive technology. It's driving this revolution. Blockchain, IoT and AI. Put them together and it's a hype fest. But what exactly are these technologies? Let's talk about what they are and how they can work fluidly. I am Hasib Khan and you are listening to Better Tech. Today we have with us Ahmad Banafa professor at Stanford and San St. Jose State University, media expert on IoT, blockchain, AI, and cybersecurity. MIT Technology Review Global Panel Member and author of the award-winning secure and smart IoT using blockchain and AI. So without further ado, let's hop into the episode and kind of get your take on the latest trends in IoT and blockchain.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the invitation.
0: You are most welcome, Emma. First things first, what do you think is IoT and how it is driving the human device interaction?
1: Well, IoT is, there is a simple definition for IoT. IoT stands for Internet of Things, which is everything around you is smart and communicate with each other and communicating with you. And I always give this example, for my students, when we're trying to introduce uh, IoT as you know as the topic of the class, uh, you have a smart mirror, and they exist now. I was in the uh, electronic, the consumer electronic, uh, you know, uh, show in uh, Las Vegas, and they have the smart mirror. So let's say that you have a smart mirror. You wake up in the morning. You look at that mirror. The mirror will analyze your face and say, you look horrible today, you're sick. So I already contacted the doctor and I have an appointment for you, Uber is waiting for you outside, I moved mm-hmm. meet your, your meetings to the next week. So what happened after this, you go to the doctor, you finish your, your, your uh, examinations, your visit, and then you go back home, the doctor will contact the pharmacy, the pharmacy will send your medication using a drone. And the drone will scan your eyes and to make sure that you are the, say, the the right person to receive the medications. Mm -hmm. The containers of the medication you're taking is actually smart containers where when you open it and take one pill, a message sent to the doctor that you took one pill. Right. And if you dissolve inside your body, that's another signal saying that you, you, know, you actually took that, uh, that pill, you didn't throw it away. So that is a simple definition of how Internet of Things can make our life much easier. There are actually more examples. We can talk about them later about how IoT can change our life.
0: Right. Thank you for that. So what do you think are some of the latest trends in IoT?
1: Uh, well, IoT now is a mainstream, uh, at, at least here in the Silicon Valley, for where I'm talking to you guys. Uh, it is. It's a mainstream. You see, a lot of companies they they really uh, consider IoT as 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 a must for them. Uh, it, to really understand IoT from the technical part of view or point of view, IoT is, uh, is, is consists of four parts. The first one is the sensor, the second one is the network, which is the communication, the Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth, and the third one is the cloud, which is the analytic or the artificial intelligence of the data. And the last part is number four, which is the application. So you have an app on your phone to turn on and off your, you know, your lights or open or close the garage, or do all these kind of activities. So what we have here in the Silicon Valley, we have companies focusing on, on each and every one of those four components. You have companies, which is the easiest one with the sensors, and you can apply the same thing to the, to the rest of the three other parts.
0: Right. So, um, I mean, IoT had been like uh, there for quite some time now, but uh, in my opinion, IoT saw its boom or the first actual use case when Amazon Dash button was released, right? If you remember. So, and and that actually give uh, a boost to the IoT overall worldwide. So, how do you think that after the Dash button, um, IoT has evolved since then?
1: Well, it is really an important thing to understand that, uh, you know, IoT now in in an area like the Silicon Valley is, is really in all our life. I'll give you an example, Alexa. Alexa, which is the one that used for Amazon, uh, the, the same thing goes with Siri, the same thing goes with the Google Assistant. Keep in mind that all of those companies I just mentioned, including also Microsoft with the uh, you know, uh, Cortana, they are really fighting for this piece of hardware that will be the hub for all the devices. Alexa, when you get it, you're going to find that you are connecting everything to Alexa. Alexa, turn off the light. Alexa, do this and this. This is what they would like to have. They want to give you this hardware, which is the hub for all the connectivities of everything around you, from the microwave to the refrigerator to the car to everything. And even if you buy a new car now, they ask you, you want to go with Siri or you're going to go with Alexa? So the mm-hmm. thing about it is we went away from, you know, from just pushing a button now to to this Alexa, which is a, you know, a minima or the minimized AI machine, you have it in your house or you have it in your car, mm-hmm. and it's now communicating with almost everything.
0: Right, so um, what do you think are some of the main challenges in IoT and what particular sectors would uh, actually see more growth uh, in the coming days?
1: The biggest challenge for, uh, uh, for the IoT is security. Because the more devices you have, the more you are exposed. Now, by the end of 2020, we'll have, you know, according to Cisco, we're going to have about 50 billion devices connected. A device, part of the IoT, anything that has an IP address. From the you know uh, you know from the Nest uh, thermostat to anything you think about it that is reconnected to the Wi-Fi, so security will be the biggest problem we're going to face. How can we keep all of the devices secure and communicating with each other? So this is number one. Number two is the standardization. I mean, we don't have the same standards now. Alexa is not talking to Siri. Siri is not talking to Google, you know, assistant. So, so this is will be another challenge we're gonna face because none of those companies would like to give you an access to their own base or their customers. This is this is this is will be an you know an ongoing problem. We're gonna see it all the time. And the last one is uh, the lack of the skilled. Uh, you know, staff or worker or engineers in in IoT. As I mentioned that IoT has four uh, components. So you need engineers in each one of them. You need somebody who's really specialized in the sensor connectivity, cloud, and then the applications. Uh, The growth in all of them. I mean, you cannot complete the cycle without having the signal going from the sensor all the way to the application.
0: Right. So um, in in one of the places you mentioned that uh, IoT drives cost reductions, right? So um, and so how do you think that it pertains to the operational cost
1: Well now we're talking about the, the the other side of the IoT which is the industrial internet of things which is basically part of the uh, you know the industrial the fourth you know the industry 4.0 mm-hmm. Now uh, the same thing apply to the factories you know when you when you have Uh, When you have all these sensors that will sense the devices before it's fail, when when you have the sensor that will give you the flow of the work itself and you have the information that will be better for you. One prime example of the use of the Internet of Things or the industrial Internet of Things is if you go to the warehouses of Amazon, you're going to see that it's completely dark and it's run by robot and you have a human or two just watching everything. Robot does not need light. I mean, they have routines. They they go around in the warehouses. They take stuff from back to forth. So you save, you know, money. You save time, and you save, you know, staff. Those are the three elements for any business to, you know, to be interested in a technology. You know,
0: time, money, and staff. Right, right, right. right. Okay. So now we can shift gears to blockchain a bit. So, what, in your opinion, is blockchain? well the
1: block, blockchain is a well defined you know you know new technology i mean the, the first of all blockchain is a software so this is this is going to simplify the process for us it's a one way for us to keep the records of whatever activities and nobody can change it you know the biggest problem we have with the iot and the, the blockchain is, is uh, one solution that I proposed in two, uh, 2017 through a paper I published for MIT uh, Technology Review, It's talking about blockchain as one way to secure the Internet of Thing devices. I'll give you an example to simplify the process of what is blockchain, why blockchain is really important. You know, you go to any building, you have only the security guard at the door, check your credentials, your card, and your end. And after that, when you can do whatever you want. This is the existing centralized system we have here with password and you know and username.
0: Right.
1: If you apply the concept of blockchain to the to that building, Everybody in that building, if we have 60 people in that building, everybody in that building have a list of who should be in that building with names and pictures. So if I came from outside and I managed to go through the security guard by manipulating, bribing, doing something, then I'll pass the first person, the second person, the third person, and everybody will be looking at that list. So after third or fourth person, they're going to say this person is not on the list, and I'll be kicked out of that building. This is the concept of the blockchain. This is how it is secure. Okay, okay.
0: So uh, typically, like uh, you know, Bitcoin saw quite a lot of boom uh, in the recent past, and so uh, as that is an implementation, or you can say a use case of blockchain, everyone in the world related blockchain to Bitcoin directly or indirectly. So uh, I mean, how do you think? Uh, I mean, we can avoid this problem, and how uh, in future it can be resolved that people only. Uh, don't link a blockchain right. with a cryptocurrency only?
1: Well, it's just, it, it goes back to how the blockchain technology came to the picture. Started with that paper in 2009 and uh, you know uh, Satoshi Nakamoto when he uh, published or he or she or they p- published that paper and he was talking about Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is basically one way to, uh, to, to overcome the trouble we have on the twenty 2008, you know, financial crisis mm-hmm. by, you know, shortcutting or short circuit the, the banks. But right. the, uh, uh, the blockchain suffered from that one because Bitcoin, which is for me, I, you know, I'm, I'm against that Bitcoin completely because it's fluctuating. It has huge price. Mm-hmm. Yesterday it was 8,000, you know, plus, And in 2017 it was 21,000. There is no logic in the whole, you know, speculations the only way for us to uh, define this to people and make sure that they distinguish is to see other applications. For example, IBM, they have the Food Trust, you know, network, and that Food Trust network is using blockchain. Uh, Walmart, the same thing. They will never accept you as one of their vendors unless you join their blockchain network. And people will see it how it's gonna benefit people and distinguish between the two. Uh, the cryptocurrency is just one application, one application of the blockchain, not the whole blockchain.
0: Right. So, uh, what are some of the applications? Uh, which actually um, differentiate, I mean, blockchain from cryptocurrency. Like you mentioned, that cryptocurrency is just one use case of that. So, what are some of the other applications which the audience can relate to?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the the IBM Food Trust, and anybody can Google that. Uh, what's what happened with that is they they record the. Uh, uh, you know the food or the fruit or the vegetables from the farm to the table so what they're going to do is they call it from the farm to the fork so if anything happened if we have some issues with one of the for example the lettuce and they can track back, track back this one to the to the farm where they have it instead of shutting down the whole operations the same thing go, goes with the identity you know there's if 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 you have a place where you can store all the information and this information you are guaranteed, it's not gonna be changed, why? Because you have multiple copies of it on, on, on thousands of computers. You'll feel safe about this. Think about it, if you go to the doctor and you, and, and, and you enter this information because you're going to the doctor first time and then you move to another doctor, you have to go through the same process. Why have to do, my birthday is the same, my height is the same, nothing changed except new things. Why not have this information stored somewhere with which we trust that storage where everybody can access it and get that information, you know, uh, you know, with my permission, the same thing goes with, with, you know, buying a house, instead of having all those papers, I'm going to sign it. I'm going to initialize it. I'm going to do all this stuff. I have it, I do it once and it is saved on multiple computers, which is the distributed ledger, we talk about it. So if one of them is off, something happened in one of them, then you still have thousands of copies, you know, uh, that you can use them. So there is a lot of application for this, which is based on the data not going to change. This is the key thing about the blockchain. You cannot alter
0: the data. If it's there, it's there forever. Right, right, right. That, that helps. So um, these days, just like we have SaaS platforms, we have software service platforms, we have platform as a service platforms, and similarly. So these days, we are listening. Um, I mean, listening a lot about blockchain as a service platform. So what are they, and how businesses can leverage uh, this particular technology in oh, their yeah. operations?
1: Yeah, I mean, we already have that. You know, uh, Microsoft have this. You know, they offer this one, which is uh, uh, blockchain as a service. IBM is one of the options where you can go mm-hmm. and and ask them to do this one. The blockchain itself has actually three types. The first one is the private uh, blockchain, and then you have the hybrid, and you have the public. The public one is like the Bitcoin, the Ethereum, and then you have the uh, private one, which is I'll I'll come to your company and. Uh, and uh, you want me to install it for you? Then I'll give you everything from A to Z. Give you all the, uh, you know, uh, protocols and all the, uh, all the software. So that is the service. I mean, you are using my network to save your information, but it's your computer is connected to my network, and that is part of the private blockchain. The hybrid is you have both. You can have some applications, or some data. On a private one and the same thing if you can you can keep the other one on the public it's like that. it's like the cloud you have the private you
0: have the hybrid and you have the public cloud right so uh, if we combine the two of the topics that we discussed the IOt and blockchain, so do you see a use case where blockchain and IOT can combine together and um, I mean they can solve a real problem or so? Well, as I said, I mean the
1: solution for the security for the IoT because we have so many devices can be done by the blockchain. Uh, my book, uh, which is uh, you know secure and smart IoT using blockchain and artificial intelligence, is actually discussed that one in details. Mm-hmm. Which is now we have the centralized problem. We talk about it with that example. How can I make sure that the sensors are really sending the right information? How can I make sure that the information is coming from the sensor is actually not altered when it goes to the, to the cloud? All of these things, once you implement the blockchain, you're going to solve that problem. Especially for the IoT, the security is the
0: biggest challenge
1: they are facing.
0: Right. So recently in a World Economics Forum survey, it was mentioned that 10% of the global GDP will be stored on blockchain by 2027. Correct. So I mean. How do you think uh, what the implications would be of this technology in the economies and organizations who are like um, into this area? Well, um, any
1: country is not thinking about the blockchain, they're going to be left in the dust. So if uh, I can give you a long list of countries, including the UK and Malta and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, United States, Australia, Singapore, uh, China, South Korea, you name it. All those countries, they look at the blockchain as something that they have to try and implement. And there mm-hmm. is actually countries in Europe, which is uh, they are completely wind digital. Uh, I think it's Sweden or Switzerland. I'm not sure about that, but they have the. Uh, uh, I, th- I think it's a Switzerland because they have the uh, crypto valley in in, in that country. Mm-hmm. So what happened with it is everything will be digitized. All the information is saved on the blockchain. So mm-hmm. I don't have to, you know, carry an, an ID with me. I don't have to do all these kind of uh, paperwork. Everything is digitized. So for any country is not thinking about it or applying that, when they're gonna find themselves really out of the grid. So this this is one important thing about, uh, you know, about the application of the blockchain. This is away from the cryptocurrency because the cryptocurrency is a different story. There is so much implication of it. it there is a lot of, uh, you know, concern about it. But m- some countries, they just ban it and they just, you know, out of this headache. But at the same time, they're focusing on a real applications for the blockchain, for supply chain, for identity, for all the application that we see it, uh, every day.
0: So um, also, like we have seen that, uh, as you mentioned, some governments, especially the UAE government, they have sort of passed uh, a bill or something that every project that is being carried out needs to secure data on blockchain. So there's a lot of push um, towards that and there's a lot of investment going on too. So, but still, uh, it is, uh, I mean, perceived that blockchain is an emerging market. So do you think like it will change in the next few years, like a couple of years or so?
1: Uh, for me, it's a five year you know, you know, span for that. I mean, just look at the UK and see how many universities are teaching anything about the blockchain. Now, this is will be an indication of that the, 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 the public or the, the, uh, the universities understand that there is a shortage in the skills. Um, we have a big shortage in, in the skills for the blockchain developers. Uh, I was looking at the report from LinkedIn uh, two weeks ago, and the number one skill needed in 2020, number one, is blockchain. I mean, mm-hmm. before anything else, before artificial intelligence, before cloud computing, before anything else, it's blockchain because they understand that there's a lot of demand, and this is based on thousands of employees who are really posting, you know, jobs looking for people to work in that field. So this is this is one thing, which is the shortage in the skills here at uh, San Jose State, and uh, we have classes on blockchain. I'm you know I'm running those classes. Uh, Stanford University, I introduced the, the one of the classes for the blockchain. Um, you know, Berkeley has their own program about it. Um, one or two university has a complete degree in blockchain. That's that's a that's another you know a perspective. So this will be one thing about it, which is the uh, shortage of skills. Once once we have enough people to run that, one, it's going to help. The other one is. Again, the case of standardization, you have IBM, you have Amazon, and you have Microsoft. You have all those companies. They have their own blockchain protocols. You know, some of them using, you know, a certain protocols or consensus protocols. Some of them using different. Looking at how can we standardize this one so they will be interactive between the different uh, products. So you're not going to be locked into the vendor here. That's another challenge you're going to see in this process. And number three is the cost. It's Mm -hmm. not cheap. You know, to in implement a blockchain. You know, one right. of the things, Hasib, uh, uh, I've been asked about it, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, cons- uh, I'm, I'm working as a consultant for some of the local companies here in the Silicon Valley. The first thing I ask them when they ask me, well, yeah, we heard about it, we would like to implement said, Listen, do you need it? That should be your question number one. Do you really need that technology? And uh, the next question from them, how do I know that? I have a matrix that I ask them certain questions, and then if they certain so in a certain way, you need a private, you need a public or, you know, just deal with your own database. You don't have to get the blockchain. It's expensive from the staff, from the technology, from the maintenance.
0: Right. So uh, like we have talked uh, enough about a blockchain now, but uh, there are like myths around each technology that is evolving. So what in your opinion have you encountered some of the main blockchain myths? The uh,
1: criminal conception of linking uh, blockchain to uh, Bitcoin and Bitcoin to cryptocurrency to ransomware... Criminals using this one because once you have your cryptocurrency or your Bitcoin, you can nobody can take it away from you. Nobody can trace it. Uh, and now the new criminals, when they have a ransomware when they take over your uh, systems, they ask you to pay in cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. That will be one of the myths, You know that the big myth we have. The second one is that everybody thinks that it's going to only apply to the financial markets it's it's actually applies to anything you need to secure if you need this data to be secure and to be available for the public to be in, in a way where it's not going to change once you have it it's it's it stays there then that is that should be application for everything. You think about it, any record you have, student, patients, you know, citizens. You think about this one. So the conception about it is related to the finance. That's another another part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one, the other one is that nobody, um, you know, understand that the blockchain is basically a software. It's basically a code. Mm-hmm. And I when I teach my classes at both universities, uh, one of the labs that I give them is to create their own cryptocurrencies. And they mm-hmm. run it and they create it and they finish the the lab with each one of them has a million or two million of their own cryptocurrency. It could be something like Hasib coin, you know, you know, if mm-hmm. you can just name it that 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 coin. Right. You know, and, and the software for the block is very short. It's just powerful the
0: way it's connected with the next block and the next block and the next block. Right so uh, what do you think can be the primary benefit for small and medium businesses and startups if they can incorporate uh, the blockchain and iot strategies in their business plans i mean growth wise or i mean in general can it help them to grow their businesses or maybe secure some funding or maybe exiting uh, or go public or something it depends on what they're doing You know,
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the IoT itself is a story and the blockchain is another story. I mean, how can the IoT help me in my business? How can the infinite things, how can how can I use the Internet of Things concept of the IoT in my business? Uh, that's something you have to think about it and do The blockchain, again, you have to ask yourself, do I need it? And it's, it's not you're going to have it on your record saying it's a blockchain and, and it's a new technology, it's an emerging technology. You need to ask yourself, do I need it or not? Right. And there are ways and there are checklists for you before you can go and spend the money and hire that specialist and, 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 or that consultant to tell you how you can implement it.
0: Right. So uh, every new technology, everything which is coming up uh, actually is, you can say, directly dependent on a talent pool that is available. And in some cases, companies uh, tend to train their existing staff because of the trust, the loyalty and many other factors um, to actually bring those people uh, up to speed with the new technology stack. So how do you think that businesses or like technology companies can incorporate this particular skill set of IoT and blockchain into their resource pool? Uh, there are two ways of doing this one. One of them is
1: internally by having their own training programs that will update the skills of the existing engineers they have. Because if you have somebody who is in communications, somebody who is you know, in systems and signals and software, then all what you're gonna do is just now focus on directing that person towards the application related to IoT or the blockchain. Right. The second one is that look for the universities that will give classes in uh, in blockchain and those classes uh, you know will will prepare the students when they join the, the the you know your company at least they understand what is this concept what is this uh, you know uh, technology the class i'm taking actually two level the first one which is the introduction which we introduce the technology and we explain the application the second one is the developer which is now you sit down and you program and you create your own platform and you can create the 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 blockchain platform with any language you want. It is is no limitation. Uh, Bitcoin created with C plus You know that that's just to show you how, you know, easy. Excuse me, easy it is to to do that. So they can go internally or they can go outside. And there are training, you know, centers where they can you know send their uh, engineers to go and train and upscale their you know uh, talent to get the information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's crucial to not only ask yourself whether I really need it but also have the resources to train your talent pool accordingly. Ahmed, I know that's all we have for time, but thank you so much for being able to join us on Better today.